0: What was that bitch?
1: Bitch. What?
2: Bitch. Is Jesse on the show now?
0: Who the fuck what? is Jesse? Jesse.
2: Don't say it last name. Bra- breaking. Breaking Bad. Oh. Jesse. Oh. He says bitch a lot. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Say last name.
1: Science oh, I
3: bitch. <laughs>
1: Pinkman. Um. <laughs> I, get it. I get it. All right, we fucking ready for
3: this. Yeah. No. 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 no.
1: Wow. Yes. Shut the fuck ahead. up. Go ahead. Oh. introducing the awardless winning podcast it's the intellectual saviors with your hosts the pedo
3: we used to all be so racist it was great
1: <laughs> the ginger bear this world belongs to satan fix your existence on jesus and let god destroy this place the pivot man. Sir. You
0: know what? This is better than touching boys, though. They haven't won any awards, but they've won your hearts.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. I am one of your hosts, Eric.
3: I'm waiting for you so you don't fucking interrupt me again. God damn it. You prick. <laughs> Start it over, Eric. Right? I'm make, Boggs. <laughs> I'm making this a thing. <laughs> I'm Michael. I'm making and we have thing. we have special guests this week. Yep. Special
0: guest, Ron Wiley. Oh. Hi.
1: Off of Neon Glow Boys. The Neon Glow Boys. And almost seems like the That's fourth RJ. member of Digital Frustrations. Oh, uh, yes. there sometimes. Sometimes. Like, all the times. Well, they...
2: They didn't have me on this week, and I was, I, well, I'm not going to lie, I was a little butthurt about it. No, <laughs> that's okay. You're no, on, not really. Did you're, you leave
0: some nasty text messages no, for No, I was like,
2: well, Andrew, Andrew, like, he approached me like he was like he was about to tell me, like, one of my family members died or something. He was like, we well, went ahead and recorded the show without you, and I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not on the show. You can record the show whenever the fuck you want. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I thought you said you butthurt. So were you saying that? It was that like one of those things where you're like, okay, man, that, that's cool and all, and then you turn around and you're like, you suck.
2: No, I was no, just was like, more like
1: that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well
2: it was at Justin's wedding, so I was like, That's cool, get me a beer. Oh, you know, so it was more like that. Yeah. Damn, dude. By the way, this song is a jam. Uh, it, I don't it, even know what this song is. It is the jam. It's a funk jam. <laughs> oh yeah. That's why I like it so much.
3: Sweet. So. so we have extra special show. Not really. We Whoa. got, We have uh, – no, Brad's, uh, Brad's joining us. Every show is an extra special show. Brad's joined us this week. He was actually in the house last hmm. week, but uh, we didn't get a chance to use him. I said, him like I said one
1: line on y'all's
2: interview. Yeah. Good <laughs> job awesome. there, buddy. Good it was job. good. I, I got a laugh, line. so
3: that's all I cared about. Yeah. So he's going to get first dibs oh after we do one thing. I told Eric I had some fun time audio to start the show because we're going to be si- – this is a serious show. We're going to be doing a lot of uh, religious talk and stuff. You know, bring everybody down. Because, let's face it, Christ fucking ruins things. Yep, he does. So, Jeez.
1: Um, oh, uh, do any of you guys watch Orange is the New Black? No, I s-
0: but I, I probably will now that Game of Thrones is it's, done. Yeah.
1: It's a pretty good show. It's uh, I would recommend watching it. I've um, watched a couple episodes. Kate Mulvey, I, dude. I will say mm. that they really need to change their opening theme song. It's fucking terrible, and it drives me up the wall. It's horrendous.
3: That, that you mentioned, I want to horish horrendous. I want to throw out to the good folks that um, I wasn't
1: done with my oranges and new black story. I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead and finish.
3: But there was and a then lot I was God damn you. There was a <laughs> line in
1: there, and um, one of the inmates is a sister of the Catholic Church. What's it's that a mean? Nun. Oh, um, and one of the inmates is questioning her about you know sex and if she's ever had it mm-hmm. or anything like that, or if she masturbates. And she's like, yeah, I've masturbated before. And she's like all shocked. And she's like, yeah, there was this one... Cross in particular, where Jesus was really ripped. Oh, <laughs> Jesus.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: Jesus, I almost shit my pants. <laughs> is it? I can just this imagine a nun on, sitting on. there, on. touching herself, looking at Jesus like bloody on the cross. Oh, oh. but he's got those. Ripped <laughs> I thought hands. maybe
3: she was like actually using <laughs> the cross. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh,
0: I was like, about to ask you—is this what you were talking about when you said Jesus ruins everything? Oh.
2: he made everything better that time. <laughs> He probably ruined her Rip he, for her pleasure. He ruined her, <laughs> her vagina parts. Yep. Uh,
0: her tiddly bits. Anyway, go ahead. Jesus t- was nailed to the cross. Tiddly bits. She used a cross to nail her.
3: Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh no, I was going to say, cause you brought, you brought that up. Um, For the so people out there listening who uh, love the Game of Thrones, at the very end of the episode, we're going to do Game of Thrones talk. So you guys can listen all that the way, way he, through, and then yeah. at the very end, we'll go until we'll announce it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll no spoilers. have spoilers. So you guys can fuck off then. Um, <sighs> here's the thing. So follow us on the Twitter, at the Intel Saviors. Facebook, iTunes, all that shit. Subscribe, leave comments and stuff. Great segue. Yep. Tweeter. All that shit. Tweeter. No, like I said, we'll do a fun audio first, because we got to set the mood, and then we'll go into fucking religious talk. I was telling the boys... Um, just the other day was the 20th anniversary of the OJ fucking Bronco chase, which <coughs> Boggs, you won't remember cause you're like three years old then. I was. But, uh, me and Eric are old enough to remember. Of course I do. I was over in Germany at the time serving my country and then I'd fucking go p- pull up the TV in the goddamn middle of the night and there's, uh, OJ with a fucking gun and his buddy hauling ass down the freeway getting chased by like 50 cops because of course he murdered his fucking ex-wife. Um, so. Allegedly. Yeah. So, um. The thing is, after that, of course, he got acquitted because the glove didn't fit. So, what happened was, he wouldn't do interviews and stuff for a while after this, but for some fucking reason, um, after he got acquitted, he did interviews with a sports fucking like public access thing in like Minnesota or whatever, and they made the mistake of taking phone calls from the public. So, here's a, cl- oh, no. <laughs> so here's a clip of uh, some of the phone calls. Hi,
2: great to be with you all. This is a real honor. Um, I just wanted to tell her, I think O.J., biggest fan in the world, um, here's, uh, I have a good reason why, it was, uh, I was about six years old, real quick story, 1973 season, the magical season, um, hit yeah, me, I'm a little nervous, um, my, my uh, mom and I are uh, are uh, on the sidelines, and it's before the game starts, and y'all are warming up, and she was trying to get my football signed by you. And she yelled, juice. And you, I saw you coming over, but I got distracted like little kids do. And I turned around, and not only did you find her football, but you had lanced my mother in the side of the neck
1: with a pitchfork and signed it.
4: Oh, there we go. Let's go to Kevin, I believe, in New Jersey. Kevin, what's your question for OJ? Kevin, what's your question for OJ? Hi, good show, you um, my kid, my kid Chris was wondering, do you think it was a bigger feat to break 2,000 yards in one season or slice two necks in one night?
2: I'm, I'm having a little trouble, Kevin, hearing you. Um, I...
4: All right, Alex is listening to us in
3: Ohio. Hey, Alex. Yes. Hey, Alex. Hey, how you doing? Not Juice. bad. <laughs> Juice, can
4: you hear me, Juice? Yes, I can hear you, buddy. Yeah, uh, I
2: was, remember when you played for the 49ers?
4: Yeah. Yeah,
2: did you kill
3: Bill Walsh? Uh, this is Steve from uh, Alton.
2: How you doing? Not too bad, Steve. I it was reported back during the, the famous uh, chase, you know, that went on in '94. Yes. It was reported on CBS three here in uh, near in Philadelphia that I uh, by uh, Larry Menti, that you were squeezing your helmet. That I was what? Oh.
1: Hey, how are you doing? Good. Not bad, Brett. Hey, O.J., I, you know, I had a question for you. You know, with everything that, that Michael Vick has been going through and being yeah. indicted, I was just wondering if you wanted to meet me on the Jersey Shore to
3: do live. Yeah,
2: there
1: we
3: go.
2: <laughs> you know, you're going to get I jokers,
1: but that's the great thing. It's
3: well, it's that's, uh, No, I don't mind. I mean, it, yeah. you, you know, people can say what. If they if they if if it's negative or what, as long as they're serious about the question uh-huh. they're asking, it's easier to tell a joke, but it don't bother me. Yeah, those are all serious comments. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't Very bother serious. Serious. you
0: because you didn't have to go to jail Did for you it?
3: masturbate? Personally, I'm going to say it was harder to rush for 2,000 yards in a season than to slash two <laughs> the next one night. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. Think that's you're probably right a that. harder
0: feat to pull off.
3: I'm going to say that. I, I don't. I think that was a ridiculous question. Everybody knows that.
0: Yeah, that was pretty much a waste of time. So, so anyway. Thanks for that.
3: No, dude. That's, that's good. We're going back. That's going back. I know. We're
0: reminiscing. It's cool. It's a little reminiscing uh, over that. When and when also. You young, a, when you were a young pup.
3: Another thing about the whole OJ thing is t- uh, tomorrow. Today is June 18th. Tomorrow's June 19th. Juneteenth. we discussed this before. It's a big celebratory day for uh, African Americans. It's the day that uh, Texas finally got around to tell them that they're free. Yeah, like a year after the fact, <laughs> after, I do after they that, were actually
1: yeah. freed. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, by the way, you guys have not had to stay here for no. a year. Mm-hmm. So, Surprise! <laughs> so there you go.
3: In honor of Juneteenth, there's some OJ audio for you. Wow, what? I
0: don't know. That just seems distasteful.
3: Is it? Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I I bet bet I'm turn- That
0: was not a good.
3: You're oh, free. shut the fuck up. Let's turn the show over to time. Brad now. <laughs> Jesus. Brad, it's all on you. It's all on me. We're leaving. Do
2: <laughs> all right. I'm just going to talk about myself for like an hour. Mm. So what do you do? P- what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Don't I answer to that. hang out with your dumb ass all the time. Aww, oh, shots fired again. He said it again. Say, it, say, say it. it like you always say it. Shots fired! If mm. you do something oh, no. retarded, then go ahead and do it all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's
0: not... <laughs> That's not how it goes, really.
2: What are we talking
3: about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. <coughs> I like did you want to start talking about no the corruption part? As yeah, far as his part was concerned? Or did you have anything else? No. no. I There's mean, no yeah,
3: but we're going to save that for the for back after half the after the interview. That's, That's interview.
0: fair. That's fair. Okay. So basically, we had. Great segue, by the way, Michael. I like that segue. Hey, Brad, it's your turn. <laughs> it's um, my turn. Go. No, we, we we <laughs> invited Brad today basically to talk about some of his involvement in a bit of church corruption. Um, It's not like a scandalous corruption as far as that goes. It's just something that you kind of don't think about uh, how calculated and how business savvy and business oriented churches can be. So we kind of wanted to get your experience as far as being a musician and being paid by the church okay. to do that. And then the things that they did outside. Um, Actually, w- you'll hear about his question to... Uh, to the author, J.D., and a little bit about how um, churches outreach
2: and how this particular church didn't really do that. Okay. Okay, I'll I'll start by just giving a little bit of background here. Uh, First of all, thanks for having me on the show. Y'all's show is much, much, much better than any of my shows. Of course. And... (laughs) <laughs> it's, wow, cool. it's you're coo- really hyping your shows no. There, I bro. love my shows, but Good I mean, job. this is like it's if different. you want some serious talk, then you, you're not some real serious all the time. But <laughs> you, you know, if you want the podcast, yeah, dick, <laughs> if you want dick jokes, come listen to my podcast. Um, yeah, but anyways, right. uh, when I was a kid, uh, I was raised in church. You know, I I just went, and for me, when I was when I was a kid, um, church was a family thing. You know what I'm saying? It, it. I was a kid. I didn't put. I didn't really have a a spiritual um, link to church, you know, to me, it was like, Oh, I'm going to go here with my family and then we're going to go out to eat or whatever. What, you know, whatnot, except for my dad, who was a badass and never went to church. Now I look back now and I'm like, God, dad, I love you, dude. Um, cause he was just, my mom is really religious and he's just always been like, fuck that. I'm not going to church. You can go to church. Fuck that shit. But I started out as a family thing and, um, really conventional church. um, really singing hymns or whatever and it started as a family thing and as I got older I met you know started hanging out started playing music I wanted to go where my friends went and I wanted to go where the music was because there was there's this church in our area I'm not going to mention any any names or whatever of the church but <clears throat> they had all the good music and it was a predominantly black church and I don't know if y'all care but gospel music is the shit like gospel music is the I mean it's, a, it's a, you probably never hear those two words in the same sentence together but Gospel music is amazing, like musicianship. Use and that's it. why I wanted to Use go there.
3: Gospel music is shit. And by the... <laughs> not the shit. <laughs> it is the
2: shit, man. Some of the shit these people... I mean, I, I progressed as a musician like, you know, 100 times while I, while I went to church and played with these guys. And um, I, I, all this whole time, I, I, I knew it was bullshit. I knew everything was... I really wanted to believe in God really bad. I really tried... But I had that switch in my brain that just wouldn't allow me to do it, you know. And I'm not a genius or anything, but I was always like, there's there's just no goddamn way. There's just no way some of this this shit is true. Because I grew up as a kid thinking it was like like fables, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty much is how I looked at it. And I got to the point where, you know, I was playing with these guys and, uh, you know, I got really tight with all of them and, eventually got to the point where they were paying me to play. It wasn't a thing for free. It was it was a job. I actually had three jobs at the time I worked uh did the music there, bought the GameStop and poured concrete. And uh <clears throat> over time it was whenever Boggs you can attest to this, whenever you get really tight knit with a group of musicians, when you play music together, things get things the music the music can get emotional, right? Very. The music is probably one of the number one things in making you can make someone feel something immediately, especially if you're a tight knit group. And I got to the point where I was up there playing on stage and I was looking into the crowd and people were just, this was a, what's the word I'm looking for? The church where people are losing their shit and like speaking in tongues and <laughs> yeah, what uh, evangelical, evangelical yeah. or uh charismatic or, you know, what, whatever, uh, and i was looking at the, i was looking at the audience and people were just losing their shit to this music we are playing <laughs> and i just i i got to where at the point where i was like cuz that whole time years i was just doing it for money and i actually i i started to feel like dude this is just i'm i'm leading people to a false sense of salvation with cuz with music and emotion you can make people feel like they're having an out of body experience if they're into it enough if they're looking for something to latch on to hard enough you know you can influence that decision with music very very easily and i started to feel so guilty and that's when i stopped doing it and there was a whole big you know falling out with all those people i don't even talk to any of those people anymore it it really sucks actually but at the same time it's i feel like it was the moral high road and so that's like the the background or whatever and if you had any i mean i've got so many specific stories that anything are anything
0: you'd like to comment that doesn't you know get too personal as far as that goes. like, Because, oh, yeah. see, to me, especially when it comes to, like, musicians, like, I've had falling outs with you over, and it was, like, years later, and that was not even something religious. So, to me, it's <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, with a religious person who's like, you don't believe in God anymore, and, like, they, you formed this tight-knit little oh, group. Yeah. Like, how hard was that to be like, you're never seeing me again? Well, I
2: never, like. t- I mean, I only talked to maybe one or two of them now, and because um, they all think I'm, like, you know, evil or something you know Mm -hmm. and i'm just the same guy i'm exactly the same guy because i never believed in any of this bullshit i just wanted money they were paying me money man and they're paying me money to play music right and i didn't feel about i'm a horrible person i didn't feel bad about it at first i didn't it took me years to start feeling bad about it and then um you know now it's like i've seen so many things man like uh this what is the church that's like their belief is it's prosperity church it, prosperity teaching now is what it's called. I don't know that there's a denomination because they all know, it's, kind it's of. I know it's it's not thing. a denomination, but it's like a way that churches are right now. It's like a wave. Like a. South I don't Hulk know when Hulk. the last time y'all went to a church was, mm. you know. But that's like for this is like 2000. Like an that sat through a sermon. You're right.
1: Holy shit, I. I have no idea. Yeah, so this well is like over a decade. This is like 2012, <laughs> and this is
2: like the oh. trend of churches now. It's it's prosperity teaching. It's it's that teaching that you sow into God, God, and He sows into you. Is your salvation right? But really, what you're doing is just paying for that preacher to go on a cruise, the way. right? I've
1: yes. seen the okay. way, and it's in my book, which costs twenty one ninety five. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to have my prop. I don't know why. <laughs> <coughs> you could just probably pull that off. Maybe we should have like a Church of area, guys.
2: Okay, the very the first story I want to tell you, on y'all can tell me how this makes y'all feel about horny. Mm. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. All right. And we uh, haven't uh, said a word yet. Go ahead, The Brad. funk music isn't even on anymore. Hold on a second.
3: Okay. Uh, here <laughs> we Jesus go. Jesus Christ. I won't <laughs> troll. Go okay, <laughs> ahead. Okay,
2: so <laughs> 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 as I mentioned earlier, my dad is like totally not religious at all. And I somehow, when I first started going to this new church, I somehow convinced both of my parents to go to my dad, who's never been to church with us ever. I convinced my parents to go to church with us. And the one day I I convinced them to go to that church and, you know, meet all my friends and whatever. (laughs) The pastor is like, he's a money grubber, you know, and he preached for like an hour just about, just about offering, tithing, stuff like that. (laughs) Um, And my dad, I could just see the look on my dad's face, man. He's just like. A really uncomfortable, sweating, like, you know, wants to leave really bad. Um and I remember it was like he took the offering and then he was like, well, you no, know, we need more you know, he talked like he was a white guy that talked like that. Uh-huh. That's this if you can get the mental image bald. Um, we need more, you know? And I there's this little African American girl who's like nine and she walks up and she puts an IO a piece of paper that says IOU on it into the offering plate. And that's the first time I was like, Oh that's that's fucked up. You Put
3: my fucking soul on it. <laughs>
2: yeah, like
1: that kind of shit was like a normal. I've definitely th- never seen that before. That was a normal thing though. He gets the the little tithing ten. Is like, what the fuck is this shit? I know. <laughs> this is how much you love Jesus? Yeah. You pieces of shit. Backhand oh no! You're all dude, going dude. to hell. Why is dude, it multiple, from
2: multiple offerings were a normal thing, man. I mean, it was if the first time he didn't think it was good enough, send it back through. What the fuck? Like every week, dude. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I mean, and these guys money grubbing. And I mean, they started out in a school meeting in a school, and then they they you know the money grubbed is they have a really nice building now. Oh yeah. Over there, um, you know, kind of where Boggs' parents live. Um, Let's give his address out. Yeah. What is that? No. No. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where do Mm -hmm. your parents live? Yeah. Where mm. okay. <laughs> oh no, dude, somewhere, somewhere in Texas. Somewhere. Texas. <laughs> Texas. You're going to know exactly who I'm talking about Boggs, when I tell this next story, but this next story was you see so much shit go be, go on behind the scenes when you're like a part of a part of the inner circle organization of a church, which I was a part of as I mean, I was they they thought I was like I was a worship leader. I was a worship leader. You know, and Because I I sing and play guitar and I just like to play music. But the drummer and the bassist, I know you know who I'm talking about, bugs. I sure do. They're best friends for like ever. And there was this girl. There was a girl who was the the singer lady, one of the singer ladies, Mm. and she was engaged to the bassist. Oh, yeah. And so you. Anyway, it comes out that it comes out that the drummer and this the singer lady, the is the best friend of the bass, they've been fucking oh, yeah. You know, behind the scene and then they've been they fuck like every day before church, you know. And then get on stage and sing about salvation and a blah blah blah, <laughs> blah blah. Which I don't really give a shit about fucking, but I mean, don't fuck and then get on stage and Preach whatever. about Jeebus. And anyways, Jimmy this Schwager just did. like this just threw the whole praise team into like a <laughs> I mean, it was just like people were throwing people under the bus and like um, the preacher actually called me cause the way it came out is that she told my then girlfriend, who's my wife now, uh, that she had cheated on this guy. And I was like, well, I'm going to tell him cause he's like my best friend. And she was like, no, don't do that. Why would you do that? And I was like, well, he's my, he's one of my best friends. So I'm going to tell him. So then I basically later the preacher called me and he cussed me out for like an hour on the phone because I, his son is the drummer. The preacher's son is the drummer. And I basically created this discord in the praise band and like he like threatened to cut my pay and like wanted me to apologize to everyone on the team and like for telling for telling everyone that his son had fucked one of the praise and worship singer ladies that was engaged to someone else. At least
3: it's a female.
0: Wow. That's I mean, how you took out. Yeah. But this what? shit... this how dare you, bro This
3: shit happens all the time.
0: How <laughs> dare
1: you? Is it happens all you? the time because I it's like the fact that he
3: called him up and cussed him out. I thought praise worship
1: bands were a giant orgy anyway. Who gives yeah, a fuck? No and doubt. You had to go I in mean, there yeah. and start spilling beans. What the hell, man? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Spilling seeds. Yeah. That's
2: not. <laughs> I just go up to a woman after a worship service and be like, "I oh, see you're getting into the spirit of the Lord. You want to fuck?" I bet that girl, <laughs> since he was a
3: drummer, I bet she had a lot of see, handprints in on that her Jesus ass. box,
1: <laughs> my Jesus tattoo would be perfect. Yeah. That's true.
0: That's true. Thank you for making this uncomfortable in the middle do, of the show. Do you know about my Jesus
1: tattoo, Brad?
2: What's your Jesus tattoo? Is he riding I a I don't rocket? have it. No, no, no. I oh. want to
1: get it though. It, it would be Jesus on my dick. Oh shit! So then I can ask <laughs> girls if they want Jesus in them. Mm. And in that case, it would be perfect. Right after a nice little worship, be, be like, see. I see years. you're really getting in it. What the what head, this do you, you the want the Lord in you?
0: <laughs> what, what this tells you is you should get that tattoo, and then you should take guitar lessons from me, so I get paid a little more money, and then you can go play for a church sometime and do what Brad did.
3: <laughs> what? Screw the fucking bass player's wife or s- I wasn't gonna do
0: suggest it. something that was morally abhorrent. I was just going to suggest that he goes and has sex with some girl that is really into the service. Don't bring
1: up anything, Brad. Shut I, up. What? I have a really <laughs> really hard time even just walking on the premises of a church
2: dude it's it's hard for me i mean i can't mm. and i i i haven't been a you know a, a, believe, a believer believer in you know years years and years um even while i was still playing at, at the church and getting paid for it and shit but like i mean i was the guy that i we'd finish playing and i'd i'd leave the service and go out back and smoke like a pack of cigarettes after the you know, I didn't give a shit. I was like, okay, I'm going to take this money and buy my week's worth of cigarettes with this praise and worship money. <laughs> and then um, all my other money is like actual money for bills and shit. But like some of this shit, dude, that just goes on. It's just fucked up. And it's it's all this prosperity teaching is all like this family goes on like several cruises a year. Mm-hmm. And they do absolutely no outreach. None. They're not passing None. out Bibles to starving no. children. They don't even in Africa. Uh, They don't even attempt it. They don't even attempt to look like they're like they once in a while they'd be like, "We're collecting earrings to send to Africa." <laughs> you know, I'm just like, that's what? gonna help a lot of people. <laughs> Get all those earrings out there. All these <laughs> I know we ugly ass a meal bitches in a without week and earrings. A half, but we got earrings. <laughs> no food. No. And like we would go work the the Texas Stadium, the old Texas Stadium for Cowboys games, and we would like do fundraising. And it wasn't even like uh, you would think you'd go do fundraising and then like give them like donate the money to someone or maybe we go down to like a homeless shelter and like make some sandwiches or some shit. Mm -hmm. But instead it was like we're going to make all this money and then we're going to send all our camps to Jesus camp in the summer with this money so they can get even more embedded into the society. And, you know, you get them young, then you get them forever.
3: I've seen Jesus
2: Camp. That is what they do. That shit is fucked up. Oh, dude, I've played guitar at several Jesus Camps, and they paid the fuck out of me. It was awesome. I can't believe you gave (laughs) in like that. You fucking... I used to not not care about it. Now I do. Fucking on the the dark side.
0: (laughs) Um... That's basically the, the extent to, as far as I wanted to kind of get your your take on was... Uh, yeah, we're done with you. Fuck okay, all. good.
3: No, oh, no, no, no. i see you no, later. What? Oh. I wasn't. Well, I thought... Oh, I'm no. sorry. I this thought wasn't so. a conclusion. Oh, Jesus. I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to
0: see more stories about like what the pastor did with funding that you received. um The fact that he took trips. I think at one point you'd mentioned asking somebody in the congregation This is a story that I may or may not have made up. You were asking somebody... <laughs> I remember you telling me... I made <laughs> up and then said
2: that you said it. <laughs> I remember you telling me... Can I just say point, it's true whether or not it's true or not?
0: No. Okay. You, to, you, have, you might have to elaborate. Oh, damn. Now, I, I remember you at least thinking to yourself or asking someone straight out, like, do do, you, do we do any outreach? Do we do it? Like, where do you think your money goes when you offer it? Did you actually ask that question to somebody? Or? Cars
2: for the family. Was that what they actually He had a big family. They always had nice new cars and they had a really nice house. They mm-hmm. had, I mean, basically everything that goes against, you know, what. You know, biblically, what no, I, you know. I think
1: Boggs was asking if you directly asked anybody in the congregation oh, if they had I, any idea where their money was going.
2: Yeah, I mean, I knew several people that I, because I actually got in trouble for not tithing, I got in trouble from being on the praise team because I wasn't tithing any of the, my money that they were giving me into the back in the church or whatever. And I was like, well, I'm doing this to make money. You know, I'm not doing this to give you money. Then yeah, Like, like I want you debit. to give me the money. I don't want to give you any more money. Yeah. And I was actually talking to the sound guy and I was like, I asked him, I was like, do we actually do any, like, real outreach? Do we, like, go and do any kind of, like, community things that help people? And, and he was, he's been their sound guy for, like, 25 years they've been in church for a long time and he was sat there and he was like honestly I can't remember anything of I can't remember us ever doing anything that was like actually helpful to society I remember us doing a lot of things that are helpful to us (laughs) <laughs> and this guy was a cynical fuck, man. He went there because his wife was like the lead singer on the worship team.
3: Oh, really? Was she I mean, mean, fucking the bass player? No, no. This was a different lady. Uh, but
2: he that's the only reason the sound guy went there. He just—he was like, I run sound. They pay me. I, these people were uh, fucking idiots. I hated you. <laughs> you know, and we me and him were like buddies because we kind of felt the same way about it.
3: And uh, like you guys are playing, you turn to give devil horns <laughs> to each other and shit, fucking laugh in the middle of service. <laughs> Another thing about it
2: is, you know how <laughs> I, how I, do I do mentioned do they have that nice building now. They do it. That was like all free labor. You know, just guilt tripping people. In the, uh, we're gonna have a big old meet on Saturday. Everyone's gonna come up here and contribute. Bob, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he would get like gra- like like tons of gravel and stuff that like building supplies, gravel, um, you know, forklifts, bulldozers. He would get all this shit for free. Because, you know, he would have a connection. Someone who went to church there would have that connection. They'd bring it up. Yeah. So they built this church for free, and it's uh, everything's tax-free, obviously. Mm-hmm. Does, you know, you can write off a lot of shit. What a
3: racket.
1: No shit.
2: Are you all just, like, pissed off right now? Yes. That's nah,
3: We're used to it. I mean, we know how the shit goes.
2: I yeah.
1: mean, if you listen to our uh, past episode where we talked like about...
2: I listened to the tax, the ta- the church and taxes episode.
0: I feel like that's kind of the point that uh, I wanted to have you on is because sometimes when we talk about things like this, as far as outsider people go, or honestly, as far as people that are in my immediate connections, like um, people who've been on the show, like my nephew, like it's that doesn't happen because he's never been a part of something like that, and a lot of the which times nephew? I'm not gonna. I guess I can't use his name since he's been on the show. Is Kyle? Okay. Not, not the other one. Kyle um, love the band. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I <laughs> love you. Um, no, but sometimes stories like this seem like they're surreal and they didn't really happen. It's like, oh, that's really f- crazy. It happen all the time. Yeah, that's kind of the, the reason why I wanted to have you on. The other thing as far as like, the outreach goes is, you know, ha- have they no sense of their own fucking book? Like just s- read it. That's what I you I know. I
1: think that the pastor and those people don't care. They they don't. And really here's
0: this is the root of that. As I far as even the think congregation they believe. goes, they probably
1: just use it as a tool to get money.
0: Are you talking about the congregation or the pastors? The pastor. Oh, I don't. I don't want to speak for someone else's mind. However, I'm going to speak for the congregation,
2: <laughs> which is ironic. But so I, you're not going to speak like for one mind. You're going to speak for <laughs> all, a entire of group. Of
0: all minds. the sheep, not one the, one of the shepherd. Things, one of the things sheep. that I've noticed <laughs> about people in general.
3: Is that they're awful? No, they're short-sighted. Oh,
0: they're why? Why do they do the things that they do? Why do they go into this church? Because it makes them feel. Good. Because,
3: because they're br- say, because yeah. they're
2: broken, man.
1: They're, yeah, they're told they're
2: broken and weak, and these people see an opportunity and they they they, they hop on them like vultures. Yeah,
1: they're they're told that mm-hmm. they have a problem with them and that the problem is the solution that the preacher has, and you need to give them his money. And see, this is the thing that I was going
0: to ask you guys: How much of this is a marketing scheme? Do you like? How did you did you ever feel like? part of the reason why it's so hard to latch to religion so hard to latch to christianity is because it's no longer about christ as much as the marketing of christ does that make sense Did you ever feel like it was just like this sounds like oh, something I'm being sold
1: sa- that's why christianity has to change all the time is because with the times changing with science coming up with new ideas that obviously contradict <sighs> everything in the bible right with the ideas that other people have or the new ideas that we have as far as psychology and how you know, we have a little portion of our brain that makes us think of a higher power. They have to come up with some kind of way to combat that and to conform to society. So it is a market. It is, it is a specific item that they are trying to sell you. Right. It's so they have to come up with something.
2: And I, you know, I thought, about, I thought a lot about what I was going to say on the show today, and I, I, I do want to point out that I think I don't think there's anything wrong with being a Christian. I think they have some fucked up views, and I don't want to agree with. I don't agree with them. But I think the thing that are that is wrong is organized religion, especially Christian organized religion, because it's like I said before, you get these people that come in there that are, they're they're totally broken. I mean, they've, they've been, they've been dragged through the mud. They've, they've, they've had a horrible, shitty life and they just, people, they come to the church and people are nice to them and they're like, fuck, these people are fucking nice to me. And they're like, I'll do, I don't, I don't even care anymore if I actually believe in it, you know, cause I, I have, I have somewhere I belong now. And then you have people like my mom, who's like the fucking best person in the goddamn world, like. She's, a, she's, Christian. she's extremely Christian, but she's not religious, and she doesn't push stuff on me. And there's nothing wrong with being that way. And I might disagree with her views. I might think they're outdated, and I might think she's foolish for thinking about some of it that way. But she's not the problem. The problem is people like my ex-pastor. They, they find these broken people, and they, and they latch on them, and they suck them dry. That sounds really sexual. They they do. Like, I mean, they just they take them for
1: everything they've got. Well, that's only one aspect of Christianity. Well, I- especially in prosperity teaching, that mm. is negative. Um, oh, but there, yeah. There's I mean, a host of other things. I mean, it's the list. So is, as far you know. as whether or not I think it's okay to be a Christian, like, I, I don't know. Is, is it okay to be, you know, a uh, liberal Nazi, like, yeah, I believe in everything that Hitler <laughs> believes, but I don't go out and kill Jews.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: No, go fuck yourself. It's still a bad goddamn idea. I don't yeah. care.
2: It might be a bad. It's like you, you, you. Obviously, you have all the the right in the world to to think that way. Yeah. I'm just saying that. I don't. I don't have a problem with with Christians in general because a lot of the I have to deal with it every day, man. And I've we seen both. In Texas. I, and I've seen. Well, my <laughs> my in laws, man. I mean, my in laws are up my ass constantly about are y'all found a new church to go to yet you do this blah 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 and I I keep telling them like oh oh, we're not gonna go (laughs) you know I mean we don't we don't want (laughs) to do that but I mean and then I have the other side which is like my mom who's like I accept you for every I don't even care what you're doing I don't I'm not gonna harp on you or whatever she's just a good and my mom like my mom goes and and does shit on her own like you know my mom goes down to the homeless shelter every week and I'm not saying that this makes her an amazing person. I'm just saying that she does these things because she thinks it's right. And th- and a lot of churches don't do these things that they should that they they preach about doing. You know, they, they don't do them. And it's just kinda like I don't I see the problem with organized religion and I don't I don't really see the problem because whatever. If you want Buddhist, you know, Muslim, Christian, what the fuck ever. I don't care what you want to be. But I mean, when you when you start trying to push these views on other people and into government, especially that was one of the last straws when I went to church. There, is it was just a big Obama is Satan rally. You know, that was one of the last things I did. I was like, I can't, I just can't do this anymore.
1: But that's what you get with it. Yeah, you're gonna get that, mm-hmm. and not only that, but they have a book that licenses them to do it.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying I I think that like, be you know, everyone should go be a Christian. I'm just saying like. I don't know. I've got. I've, I know people that, that that take it to the extreme and do it in like a really horrible way, and they just they, they use a they use a book that isn't factual to defend themselves and make life know? decisions
0: and make important life decisions to this and li- try and change policy. Yep, this is so why other
3: people's lives. This is why we start with OJ. You guys yeah. are serious. We gotta break up the serious shit.
1: Do we want to uh, have the interview?
3: I think we should do that. Should we do song before or after we all interview, do, man?
1: Y'all, y'all are the bosses. I'd say after, cause they don't even have their guitars ready.
3: That's right, bitches. All right. So here is the interview. Oh, I'll just preface it by saying uh, at the first uh, six, seven minutes of it, the Skype was a little bit in and out. So you will have to fight through it. It came through at the end. So it sounded like we were trying to maybe kind of let J.D. go a little bit there. A few minutes into it, that's just because we're having sound issues, but it kind of caught back up to us and then we finished it off. So here's our interview with uh, J.D. Brucker. Suck it. All right. Joining us now is J.D. Brucker. He's the author of Improbable. Is there any reason to believe in God? He also blogs for the Atheist Republic website, and he's a member of the Global Secular Council. Um, JD, I guess before we start, because uh, I kinda usually like to do this, uh, if you can kind of tell a little bit about yourself, just so, for the people listening.
4: Uh, I'm sorry. It was uh, uh, hard to hear you there for a second.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just um, asking if you can kind of talk a little bit about yourself, um, just to kind of let people know your background.
4: Okay. Um, I was born and raised in central Illinois. I have a little bit of a Lutheran background, um, but that didn't pick up until I was really about 13, and uh, that only lasted until I was about uh, 16 or 17. Um, I wasn't introduced to atheism until about four years ago, and uh, ever since then, I've just uh, immersed myself in the subject.
3: So... Was there a certain event that happened that made you kind of start thinking that maybe the the biblical stuff that you had been learning your whole life wasn't really, you know, didn't make a lot of sense? It didn't really add up? Or is it just one of those things, like you said, you kind of discovered atheism and started kind of looking into yourself and just came to the conclusion?
4: Um, I always wanted to believe that there was a God. Uh, It was very difficult for me to, um, I was very interested in um, in science even as a young kid, and um, religious instruction really didn't hit until I um, like I said I was about 13 years old. So by that point, uh, I think the indoctrination process kind of uh, um, ran its course a bit there, and um, so it never really took uh, never really took hold on us, me and my sister. I would say
3: so okay so what was it exactly that made you decide you want to write this book because i've kind of from what i saw in it like we've talked to other authors who have either written books where they basically take historical record and kind of go through the bible to you know just show that it doesn't match up or we've had um, authors on who have just taken the complete scientific approach you know and it looks like you did a little bit of both i mean i know you kind of go through like evolution different scientific aspects and you take parts of the bible and you kind of debunk them and use them against themselves, which we love to do on this show. So I was wondering, what made you decide to write it the way you did and the concept of it? Well, it's been uh,
4: actually a uh, process for a number of years. Um, Basically, the book is a um, collection of uh, arguments against uh, the Abrahamic deity. And uh, they're essentially the arguments that I think are – the strongest uh, like as you said in science and history both and uh um yeah as i just said my motivation to write this was to actually also um investigate the question uh just a little bit deeper for myself and uh discover some things i didn't know before how
0: do you feel that process went for you, you feel what like was you- that i'm sorry how do you feel that process went for you do you feel like you discovered what you were looking for you feel like you're still exploring?
4: Uh, I think we're always uh, still exploring. I certainly learned a little bit more uh, specifically about the natural world and um, um, the study of theology. But uh, yeah, as I just said, I think we're always uh, learning, and I think that's a wonderful thing.
3: So, okay, so I know that um, this is something we discuss all the time with the you know, being atheist and stuff, like religion kind of being, I don't know, the thing that kind of uh, takes society more in a negative light. So, I mean, is that kind of the motivation? I mean, I know, like, like how you go through and debunk it, but it seems like you're kind of pushing the fact that, you know, from what you know about religion, it is kind of the thing that tears society apart. And it's kind of like one of those things that's going by the wayside slowly, Um, which, I mean, we see, you know, um, with the statistics, they always show that more and more people are showing themselves as being, non-religious or sliding toward the atheistic approach and stuff. I mean, do you think that that's, that is what's going to have to come to fruition before, like we can kind of pull ourselves out of the doldrum, so to speak, that we're in now as a society. I mean, I kind of get that from what I read. Yeah. Um,
4: I think as, as, um, we continue on, um, some of the scientific scientific discoveries. Uh as we begin to understand the natural world a bit more, I think it's going to be a lot harder for people to understand or to believe, excuse me, um, in a, uh, metaphysical realm, uh, that this world may not actually well in.
3: Okay. Sorry. We're having a little bit of problems with the Skype. It's gotten in a little bit. Can you hear? Yeah. Something? I noticed, uh,
4: I, I noticed uh, the quality went down there for a second.
3: Okay. Um, kind of going back to, I I was kind of, besides the book, I mean, what you mentioned, and I was kind of looking at some of your blog posts on um, uh, Atheist Republic, and I know you're talking a lot about um, like climate change and science and stuff like that. I was kind of wondering um, if you kind of go into a little bit of your, your views on that and how religion is hindering things like that from, you know, us kind of getting our shit together and, you know, with the environmental aspect and
4: I think that if um, religion kept its nose out of uh, public policy, I think uh, we wouldn't be so so ardent in our atheism. But I um, find motivation uh, in speaking out against religion because of those things. I think if if there is or any force that uh, hinders the progress of humanity, I think we have the right or we have the duty as humans to uh, bring it into
3: that. Um, I do, not not to get totally off the book and stuff. We can go back into that in second, but I was kind of curious. Um, I I saw the thing where, you know, you're now a member of the Global Secular Council, and I know it's kind of an offshoot of the Secular Coalition, and I mean it's got some pretty prestigious people, and I mean Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, um, Victor Singer, who we had on the show recently. Um, I was wondering who reached out and contacted you to be a part of that because I, I see on there also that they've got you designated as their expert on uh, humanism as well.
4: Um, a man by the name of uh, Ruben contacted me uh, and he actually found me through Atheist Republic and uh, put me in contact with uh, Edwina Rogers who's um, no longer with the Secular Coalition of America. And from there, you know, we, we talked a bit about um my interests and my goals as a atheist author and um that's basically how i got connected with it
3: so what exactly do they want you to do i mean what's your role as their so-called like expert on humanism uh, and also can you kind of actually can you well it's uh, it's very early on yeah can you kind of explain uh like humanism because i don't know if everybody kind of has an idea of what that is
4: Uh, the As of right now, I'm unaware of uh, what our actual roles will consist of. Um, that specific title um, wasn't necessarily uh, chosen by me, but um, essentially humanism, as I've always described it, is um, actions that benefit uh, the progress of humanity. We're trying to make things better for other people. And... Um, It's not always uh, connected with uh, the atheist movement or the secular movement, but um, because both theists and non-theists can be um, humanists, but as uh, an atheist humanist or a secular humanist, uh, we do so without um, without punishment or without the fear of punishment or the promise of reward.
2: what is it that you are hoping to accomplish specifically with your book? Like what's, what's the, what's the end goal? Like what, what are you trying to, to do? Like, are you just trying to inform or are you trying to is there a specific plot in the book that you're trying to get across to everyone?
4: I think I wish to, um, Persuade people to think a bit more about their religious beliefs, which I think is important for everybody even even us as atheists I think it's important to sometimes stop and question the things that we believe and we think are true So I certainly want to um, Persuade those who held these um, very deep-seated religious beliefs to uh, think a bit deeper about them
0: I think a lot of times we get caught up with a feeling of resentment towards a lot of people in religion um, especially because like for me, uh, I have a lot of like family issues as that is concerned. Uh, you know, like my family is, I'm kind of the black sheep as far as that goes. So, uh, is anybody, is anybody, uh, around you, do they kind of, you see that? <laughs> is anybody in your family, uh, did they kind of like, is that, uh, like a feeling towards you that, you know, you kind of get outcasted or black sheeped as it were?
4: Uh, as of right now, my immediate family, No. Um, actually a lot of my family and friends found out that I was an atheist, um, when I had this book published. So it's kind of a shock and awe campaign on my side, (laughs) but they, um, didn't really express any uh, concerns with it at all. It's my, my wife's family, uh, on her father's side seems to be a bit, um, not happy with you. Yeah. Yeah. Not happy with me would be the best way, but yeah
3: no Christmas dinners for him. Yeah. You have to set the kitty table now.
4: Yeah, Now, now I have an excuse to stay home. So. That's even better. Damn you.
3: Um,
0: uh, back to the root of that question. Do, do you feel, do you, do you have to fight resentment as far as religious people are concerned, though, as far as that goes? Like in your public life, do you have anybody that's like, damn you, you're so Christian. And like, if they knew that you were atheist, for instance, you know that they would kind of treat you differently.
4: Uh, definitely. Uh, I actually have um, uh, an uncle-in-law on my wife's mother's side of the family. And he's, you know, uh, very conservative and uh, speaks out against um, atheists uh, pretty much every chance he can get. Um, But he uh, likes me, you know, he thinks I'm a wonderful guy. It's just interesting uh, to ponder whether or not he would uh, cast me out so quickly. If you were to find out that I was an atheist,
3: <laughs> oh, he doesn't know. You haven't gave him a copy of your book signed, you know. That's a good
0: Christmas
4: present. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would probably be it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say because
3: oh. your book came out right then last year. That should have been stocking stuffers for everybody. <laughs> yeah, <it> should
4: have. <laughs> Wife wouldn't be too pleased, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. got to keep peace.
2: They'll get over it. Is your wife religious?
4: Um, Not really, no. Um, And she was actually uh, leaning more towards atheism uh, when I started bringing this topic up with her more and more. And ever since then, um, whenever we do get in talks, it seems as though she does, uh, or her views do, uh, align with mine. That's good.
3: That's good. You've corrupted her now. You'll really (laughs) get over well with the family.
4: (laughs) I've drug her away from God.
3: I was going to say do you do that thing like in the beginning where she's kind of on the edge about something you sit there and you go no because and then you start whipping out all the scientific facts and just debunking it like you do in the book you just wear her ass out with you like you know what I think I can change some minds and then you decide I'm going to write a book about this you can change the wife right it's interesting
4: because she's the one who actually um, persuaded me to to talk about these things in a book because I think she was getting tired of hearing me talk about them with her (laughs)
3: <laughs> just go in there and write on some paper She's shit like, Why don't you just sit
4: down, write all this out on a computer And get it all out <laughs> It's not a bad idea I guess
0: at that point she could dismiss uh, the talk And be like, look, I read your book So We're yeah. done, we're just yeah. done
3: <laughs> That's awesome So, now you just finished this one I thought I read on your side or something That you're already working on your next one Is that right? Uh, Yeah Or you got a concept uh, Uh, Yeah,
4: Uh, for the most part, I think I've got a good idea of where I'm going. I'm a fan of uh, writing short blog posts, something that's to the point, nothing too uh, long-winded. So I think what I'm going to do is just put together a collection of short essays uh, on atheism, uh, God, uh, religion, and uh, humanism, things like that.
3: That sounds good. So, I don't know you guys got anything i'm sorry jd we've had a little bit of problems i know with the sound especially but it's starting to kind of getting better now <laughs> i don't know but um is there anything else that you have going on that you'd like to discuss i mean i know like i said we've got you've got your book out now uh, and of course your blog and of course i guess you're kind of getting your feet into the uh the council to see what's going to be going on there but um is there anything else that you're involved in or i don't know if you uh, as that. of oh, as sorry. of right now no
4: um just uh, focusing on my writing, um, doing podcasts uh, like this one, and uh, trying to get my voice out there.
3: Definitely. Well, like I said, the, the blog's pretty good. I definitely went and I read back on a few of those. Um, so I guess until the next item comes out, people can read the book. If not, then they can catch you on the blog post and um, yeah. keep up with you there. What is your blog post again? It's on com. Sweet. Dumbass, I just, want, I just said that on, like three to get times. Out there. <laughs> hey, man,
1: repetition. Boggs really doesn't listen that well.
3: God almighty, <laughs> man. I'm
0: selective.
1: Yeah, he chooses what he does and doesn't hear, so. What? Right. Exactly. <laughs> what?
3: So, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. You guys got anything else for JD? Everybody's oh. thinking hard. Man, I'm I,
2: the I can, I don't know. I, I wanted to bring up the... Your relationship with your in-laws, I have that exact thing going on all the time. Because are yeah. they, like, super, super religious? Like, really religious? Her parents?
4: Uh, her parents, no. Okay, um, but her immediate, the,
2: her extended family, then?
4: Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, what's, what's interesting is that they seem more religious now that they know that I'm an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. My in-laws uh, are
2: preachers. Both of my in-laws wow. are preachers, so I, f- I feel you, man.
4: I feel you. That that would be incredibly difficult. I don't think that's in any way comparable to my <laughs> situation.
2: Yeah. Anyways, I just thought that would let you know.
3: Stay uh, strong. <laughs> Stay strong. Stay strong. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, I know that you're part of uh, you're are you, you're part of the new atheism group? I, I'm assuming just based off of uh you know, the, the people that you're, uh, associated with quote unquote. Um, so I'm just curious as to what you believe the role of religion should have as far as education. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's nil if none. Um, or if you think that religion has any kind of good purpose to it, uh, besides for the obvious coding paper of thou shall not kill kind of crap. Uh,
4: well, as far as education, um, I think it's alright if it's taught um, as a subject, but not as uh, literal truth. Like where the, the
1: roots that. of it came from or anything like that.
4: Yeah. Uh I've I've taken a few um religious um history courses in college well, and classes like that are alright. Um as far as good aspects of religion I've yet to find any. <laughs> um <laughs> That that might be because I don't have a very um, religious background. And uh, when I was introduced to it, I uh, called bullshit on it immediately. Um, I think that question might be better answered by somebody who um, comes from uh, a religious background that's a bit uh, deeper than mine, I think.
1: Well, even still, I think it's good to get points of view from everybody. You not having a big religious background, I mean you don't see any kind of value within it uh meanwhile so, you know somebody that does may see some some kind of value in it and then of course you have the religious people who of course see value in it um so n- nonetheless i still think it's a valid opinion i mean it, it doesn't really matter what your experience is with it it's you're an outsider looking in so it's actually more valuable that way um because yeah. you're not seeing it at all you're like i i I have no investment in it whatsoever, and I see no good. So that's a good testament to humanity to say, "Hey, you maybe you need to think twice about it <laughs> before you just jump in the pool."
3: Yeah, and even right, yeah, exactly. Even speaking to like the school thing, and we've talked to an author before, and she said that she thinks that we should do like comparative studies in classes where they you know teach all religions because then it's great because you get to see all of the. I mean, coming from our pers- perspective, of course, like all the nonsense together. So it's easy to kind of weed it out and say, okay, you know, these people believe this, they believe this, they believe, and you can just see all of it side by side, and it's easier to formulate that opinion, like, wow, this is all nuts, you know, as opposed to them just trying to force Christianity or taking it out completely, where then you're only getting it from family members or the church or from your in-laws, you know, or whatever that Mm -hmm. may be. So, I don't know. It's an interesting topic, I guess, you know, to discuss whether it's good or bad, you know, for teaching purposes, but... If you don't have an opinion You don't have an opinion JD I'm Just asking <laughs> Just throwing it out there
4: I think it's uh, It's it's wrong for people To um, Believe that uh, We wouldn't have Certain things If it wasn't for religion Like uh, morality like, Yeah Things like that yeah. uh, Morality Knowledge oh. yeah. yeah Exactly I mean, so, how,
2: how do you feel About some of the uh, You know Like Community You know Stuff that some churches Do 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 Some churches do do um yeah that kind of stuff like fellow <laughs> fellowship and community and like reaching out and stuff like do you think that there's any good aspects to that side of say um a, a church or any organization like that you know what i'm saying
4: oh uh yeah of course but homeless um,
2: shelters i i don't know i'm not trying to defend right. either one i'm just kind of trying to you know ask a question see what you think about it
4: well i think those things are wonderful obviously um but I don't think we that the um, religious have a stake in that either. I think right. that um, both um, secularists right. and uh, theists can do the same thing.
2: Like that would exist w- with or without the church.
4: Exactly.
1: Okay. I hold agree. Yep. I think that the church uses it as a a backhanded remark to try See? and propagate their <sighs> ideas. Right. Cause it's yes. Here's your food, but here's a Bible. Do you know Jesus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Here's a third day
3: CD. <laughs> Listen to it. Here's <laughs> a Bible and jars of clay. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. Well, JD, I guess we'll go ahead and let you go, man. It's been it's been good talking to you. At first, it started off a little bad. We were having a little bit of trouble there, but kind of came through. Yeah, there. it was uh, a
4: little bit difficult to hear you though uh, in the beginning, but it got better
3: but um you know of course we'll throw all the information stuff up for everybody to check out on the social media you know so everybody can check that out and uh i don't know i'll say for myself you know it's nice having you on and
0: absolutely
4: so. certainly So
3: when you produce yeah, your next, nice. when you get your next book out come back
0: on we'll talk about it
4: yeah definitely or how long before then yeah i'll keep you guys on the
3: loop Thanks. all right excellent yeah i was gonna say when you find out exactly what your role is going to be with the council and staff We'll let you yeah, rub some yeah. elbows with people up there. We'll have a big shinding. You can get them all on. <laughs> we'll have a debate. All right, man. Like I said, it's good talking to you. Take care.
4: All right. You too, man. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Yep. See ya.